0: Listen to her from her I'm listening to hair round from here on, I'm listening hair round, there wrong, I'm listening, hair round, from here around, I'm listening, hair round, birds of a fine. Thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going
1: on, everybody? How y'all
0: doing? And we've jumped back into the studio for episode 390. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir, yes, sir. So I know we're jumping in a little bit earlier than usual, so uh, I know that you might not have caught too much between then and now, but uh, I know when this goes to air, I'll be returning back from a nice uh, trip to the east coast visiting nice, florida nice. yeah hitting up uh family mostly but definitely want to get in touch with some of the herons homies you know what i mean victor definitely. andy you know all the supporters out there hope to catch y'all you know what i mean so uh yeah dude we're, we're, we're returning for for uh, a quick turnaround on the, this episode but it'll be up on normal time with, yeah uh, yeah have you caught anything
1: yes i actually oh, got to see the highly anticipated by me at least the blue beetle movie this week so you got to, watch got blue to beetle. see that
0: okay we'll do a preliminary non-spoiler then yeah because i'm going to actually watch it um so we will it won't be yeah actually that's not this will be perfect we'll do a preliminary and then on the next episode i will have watched it and we'll go ahead and go and do a deep dive so you fuck right. yeah go ahead
1: um, I gotta say, man, I really fucking enjoyed that movie. Awesome. Like, it it surprised me how good it was, and I got I really gotta go back and check the calendar to see what was released in the last five years, but I feel like it's gotta be my favorite, or at least my top two or three favorite superhero movies of the last five years, as well as my top two or three, like... Family themed propaganda movies of the last like five years too, like it was it, that's it hit awesome. really strong for me.
0: Listen, you know me, man. I I don't like bad propaganda. You propagandize propaganda. Is something that's worth caring about? <laughs> me, I fucks
1: with the family propaganda. That should be getting me every time, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I really like one of the things I, I want to give um for give a, a brief kind of overview for those who are not familiar about it. So, the movie is about Jaime Reyes. Um He's Aged up from what I'm used to. I'm used to um, Teen Titans, uh, not Teen Titans, but um, Young Justice. Jaime Reyes, mm. where he's a teenager. This one, he's aged up, and the movie begins like when he's coming back after completing college. So he's like, um, like a uh, 21, 23, somewhere around 23, there. 23, I would say, yeah. And um, so it's about him coming back to his family and finding out that. Um, stuff has been really bad when he was away, and his family wasn't really telling him about it because they wanted him to focus on his studies. So, mm. you know, the family is—that's that's
0: so relatable. Oh
1: yeah, they did that to me for sure. They did oh, yeah. when I was deployed. They did that to me when I came back. They were like, "Oh yeah, your dad had a heart attack," I, or oh, "Your yeah. dad had a, um, a, a pacemaker put in." I was like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, we didn't—we didn't want you to."
0: See, I was already out Split of college when my dad had his heart issues. But, yo, when I was gone, because I, I was gone at early admission, so it was it was absolutely, like, overwhelming in and of itself. So I appreciate the thought, but in the end, I would have rather have been overwhelmed with family stuff right? than I with can handle stupid it. shit that hand, happens at college. I can handle it. I, I mean... The stuff at college, the, the, the classwork wasn't the difficult part. It was navigating social situations out there by yourself, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. But, because they wanted him to focus on that, you know what I'm saying they they so he comes back to some weight and to some problems in his like home and immediately community. And uh, uh you know, you know he he gets his degree and he thinks he's gonna get a super good job and shit, and he ends up being like a cleaner with it. his sister Yo. gets a job as like a cleaner at a hotel because like that's all that's really going around right now,
0: yeah. now, I mean, The storyline is super uh, down to earth to say that. Because it's like, damn it, dude. Like, that's exactly like what I got out of college. My parents were like, yo, why aren't you doing this and this and this? And I'm like, yo, do you want me to move across the country? Which I eventually ended up doing anyway. (laughs) But it was like, at the time, my my goal was to actually get a job where I was living. And it was like, yo, there is no opportunities here for what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it was just, it was a real, it was a bad situation. And so I completely relate to that. That scenario as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um, so shortly thereafter, after he gets that job, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailers. Then that's when he bumps into um, uh, uh what's her name, Jessica Cord. I want to say Ted Cord's daughter, and um, okay. she is have, she's having um conflict with the main uh, antagonist of the movie, played by Susan Sarandon, which is I want to oh, say no. wow. Jessica Cord.
0: I didn't. Remember, I didn't know that she was. Uh, she was starring as the villain.
1: Right. I. I didn't either. Too. That was a nice surprise. And um. So she plays the uh. Uh. The young cord. It, it, it's like similar to the Iron Man thing where um. Uh. 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 The elder cord lady. She's like, yo, we making weapons and we finna yeah. make money, but um. Uh, uh. The younger cord. Uh. Damn, I don't remember her name. I wanna say Jessica, but let me look it up right. Out. I got right here. Jenny Cord.
0: I was just about Jenny. to say Jennifer. I was Jenny, literally just not about Jessica. to say Jennifer. <laughs> if it's Jessica, <laughs> I know that you're not crazy, but I know it's probably clo- <laughs> Jennifer what is going to be my guest. Jenny. Sounds so right.
1: yeah, Jenny Cord is the, the younger daughter and Victoria Cord is who Susan to plays and she's the, the, the primary antagonist. And so there's this conflict between the two of them. She smuggles out the um, scarab with uh, 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 Jaime's help and you know it takes over and then that's where his adventure oh, sort of so begins so he's cleaning
0: at work and he meets her and he helps her escape during the heist
1: oh no no oh. my bad that, 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 that those are two separate cities. so he meets her at work some stuff happens he loses his job but she's like yo you know what I mean i'll be able to help you out i'm high up in the you know court my nigga just come back tomorrow and i'll hook you up and when he comes back tomorrow that's when she was that's when she smuggled out the um the the, the scarab and she ran into him and she was like,
0: hey, yo, whatever you do, don't open this box. So, you know, so of course, Nick, don't <laughs> listen. First of all, don't never hand me a box and tell me not to open it. I'll do whatever yeah. you ask. I'm going to know mean, what's in the box.
1: Though. To Highway's credit. He held on, you know what I mean? My man was like, nah, I'm not supposed to open it. But his family was just like, yo. His sister immediately grabbed oh, that and shit. Every, yo, it when was just like, not, yo, we're going to open the box, man.
0: First of all, he wanted to open the box if he told his family. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> he wanted to open the box. He was holding out all of her showsies.
1: Oh, man. That, he was like, at that point, he was pretty smitten know, with her. Like, it time, if she okay. told him to jump off of a bridge, that nigga would have jumped, bro, like. He was very, very smitten with her, like, right away. Oh, he sprung? Bruh. Yeah. And I really—that's why um, my favorite character in the movie is, like, a tie between Milagro Reyes and um, Nana Reyes, which is um, um, Jaime's—I believe it's his younger sister and his grandma. And his younger sister is, like, the heart of the comedy for me. George Lopez is also there as comedic relief, but I feel like his sister stole the fucking show— as far hold as up. her jokes and their I, delivery. I,
0: I, I saw a clip of, of of Nana going dead presidents on some niggas. good. Okay. I was N-ga. like, yo, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. And that is why she's how my she second go, favorite character. How she gonna character. do that to them like that, though?
1: That is my second favorite character. I was just like, yo, when she showed up with the... um, I'm not even gonna ruin like anything, but like I'm just gonna talk about the shit that was in the trailers. So when she showed up with that fucking uh, shiny-ass minigun, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, yo... Yo, I, I would have seen this movie, but it, nice. she ended up yeah. delivering. Her character was so fucking awesome. Like I was telling Victor, like I really fuck with actors that do so much with a lot. And Jaime's family is a major part of the the story as far as his motivations and mm-hmm. shit like that. And but the the family itself altogether, they probably only uh, no actually no the family overall they get a ton of screen time. But like the That's grandma, what I heard.
0: the like grandma a third of the movie is them,
1: yeah. The grandma specifically, she only has, I would say, maybe about 20 minutes of screen time throughout the movie, but, bro, she fucking nails dude, her character.
0: You know, her fucks were just so I, I'm tough. I'm telling you, dude, that whoever, I feel like there is somebody or a group of people who really have nailed the kind of side, the important side characters. Yes. Because whether it's Hobie or, 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 like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not, in, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a, it's a creative idea that's in the in the air. It's not like it's a studio or anything, but, like, yo, nailing those side characters yeah. is so powerful because, like, I relate to them a lot more than the um yeah. than the main characters frequently.
1: And it was one thing that really... Why I really liked her character so much is she delivered a really, really strong speech in the movie Um, um at a pretty... when When the family was at a low point, everybody was, like, breaking down and crying and stuff, and especially the youngest daughter because, you know, she's the youngest, and Grandma, like, brought the family together. Yeah, she, was, she, like, she was like, yo, she was like... We've turned both cheeks. Now it's time to fight. That's you know what I'm saying? Talking. She was like, now is not the time to cry. Mm. When, once we finish it, we'll, we'll cry later. And then yeah. th- when they called that back at the end of the movie and paid it off, it was so good.
0: Yo, I love that. That's Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a huge uh, idea. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you want to be civil. But then there's a time to fight, Feel and me? then it's a time to mourn. percent Because bro. you can't start mourning because you ain't due to bro. fight yet. You know what I mean? What bro. are you mourning? What have you lost? The, you know the I mean? way
1: she pulls the family together in that moment was just so awesome. Like one of the things I really like about this movie, like I said, is like top family propaganda. The the way they conveyed that, yo, the family is very, very important to Jaime. It is it it is a core. Aspect of what is going to define him—not only what does define him as a person, but what is going to define him as a hero later on—and mm-hmm. they do such a fantastic job of establishing that in this movie, without or without it being overbearing. It felt very natural the whole time. You know what I mean? I mean, it does have its heightened like comic book moments for sure.
0: I mean, it has to. It, yeah, it, it, I, I would think it would be odd if it didn't.
1: <laughs> but they, I they 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 beautifully dovetailed it like to make it work really well and, and another thing I really liked about the movie too is like they found a visual language that works really well for them the movie looks fucking great yep. you know and one thing that a lot of people who bags on superhero movies this movie is missing two of the huge things huge cliches of modern superhero movies which is a faceless army fight at the end of the movie and um uh, 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 the sky beam you feel me there is none of those. It is just
0: who doesn't like a sky beam? No, Hold on. <laughs> I, Who's hating to be fair, on sky I don't beam?
1: mind a sky V, but you know, after seeing the it pointed out mobs so many is times, both, is old. Yeah, I can definitely for do sure, the for sure, hundred percent. The random army where the hero is to chew through like twenty minutes of goons that all look the same. Like, yeah, nah. We've seen that so often.
0: Or, or like, I don't even mind it so much when it's just like five minutes of a good montage. Yeah, but when it's more than that, like. Mm-hmm. As much as I love the Ventures End Game, that was a long fight. I mean, a lot of stuff <laughs> happened, but it could have been condensed, right? You know what I mean. Um, but yeah, no, no, go ahead. And I I
1: think they they did a really good job of that. And the the final battle is really just the primary the protagonists and the primary or the secondary antagonists, I guess. Excuse me, or OMAC, which is a a, a giant mech foil to to Jaime um it's just them duking it out and have a a having a, a conflict of ideas you know like one character's theme versus the other character's theme and i really really liked the resolution which is kind of atypical it's 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 a resolution Well, i'm not going to say anymore cuz you know i don't yeah, want yeah. to free, spoiler free yeah but i i really enjoyed the resolution of the um the movie itself i thought overall it it um it it is it is an absolute tragedy that this movie was greenlit three years ago and didn't come out three years ago because all this extra noise around DC I feel like it really took away from what is otherwise is a pretty solid movie. I really hope that this movie finds its audience in the years to come.
0: Oh, I think it, it's after not, the it's dust not doing settles, n- it's not doing numbers now. I, I didn't look, I but from you. my
1: understanding, oh, double
0: and and in terms of reviews, it was a hit.
1: Nice. I don't
0: know about the numbers per se, because unfortunately it's DC, and so numbers could lag, but I haven't heard anyone say anything negative overall about that movie. That doesn't mean there's not a a critical response to it, for sure. Everything has a critical response, but no one is like, it's not a Morbius style. (laughs) Definitely not. It's like, yo, this was amazingly done.
1: No... No, it was really good. It, it it was very obvious that the director really cared about the project and the 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 actors were solid actors by the way. The cast is fucking amazing. I mean they they,
0: they did not they didn't skimp you know on I mean? the casting at all. No, see, I um, love what they, see this is this is what I'm talking about is when they use young up and coming actors mm-hmm. with star power in the supporting yes, roles. That's with like what the fuck solid, I'm talking about. Solid, oh, perfect that.
1: balance. So that, that's a great great point. Um, like, uh, uh, Damien Alcazar, who's, um, I know him from Narcos, and he, he was a fantastic actor, great job as the dad in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Belissa, Belissa Escobedo, of course, who played Milagro, the younger sister, tied with the, with, um, the mother is my favorite character, for sure. George Lopez, I thought. Or the mother? With the grandmother. She's tied with the grandmother as my favorite character. The mother was good, too, but unfortunately, I don't really think she had a lot to really, she didn't really have a lot of super standout moments a lot of those went to either the father or the grandma and um
0: I the, mean there's only but so much room in the scenes. So. Facts. You I, feel I, me? I there's I only can't. so much drama
1: you can force down in an hour and a half. And with
0: a big old family like that, it's like, come on. You know <laughs> it's, it, it, we, we can't really like parse out too much, you know, who got what time. Right, like, you know, right. As long as they effectively used the time that was there, that's all I can ask.
1: And they absolutely did. And definitely shout out to Sholo Mariduena, which I've never seen him in anything before, but I thought he was an amazing Jaime Reyes. You know what I mean? I I thought he he nailed oh, like man. the um.
0: Go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. Just complete side thought, but like, can you imagine if this wins awards? Them trying to pronounce these names. No. At the awards.
1: Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I had to look it up and hear somebody else say it before Bro, I even tried. This, I was saying solo.
0: Everything. I was saying. I hope, it, I saying- <laughs> I hope it leaves every <laughs> white announcer tongue tied till they're no. fucking till their faces turn no. red and have to walk away because seeing how people tr- fucking. Uh 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 laughed at John Travolta. That's
1: exactly what I was thinking about. I'm looking at I'm it like, right now. Yo. Edina Manzel. Is that what i forgot what he said her name was.
0: Yo, these names are so much more unique and not uh 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 well. Oh no, that's her actual name
1: is Edina Manzel. He said something else that was. Oh no, ridiculous. he
0: said something way yeah, wild. He said something insane. He said something <laughs> way wild. Um but um oh, Yeah, see. It seeing that the the English palate isn't well attenuated to those syllables, it is going to be hilarious. Filarious. You'll see, see a lot at a, at a word show. You're gonna I see I a lot of people
1: one. opening those envelopes
0: and just eye popping. You're like, oh shit, Bro. Bro. or even knees. just announcing the categories, like, right? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, unless I get the AI voice to read it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of the voice, too, they also went with um I, again. I'm used to the the uh, Young Justice um uh uh, uh Blue Beetle. And that one has a, a a male voice for the Scarab, and he's much more antagonistic. They have a little, he has a different relationship with Highway, and I thought that works really well. And this one is different, and uh, uh, I really I really like the interaction between the two of them. I like I like when he. She's doing, like, the system initialization that you see in, like, the trailers where she's flying him all over the city. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, flying him up a building. And, and he's, like, yo, you're going to kill me or some shit. And she's, like, host overreacting. And he was, like, yo, no, why didn't you get that to me? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I really like it. And there's another thing I, I, I think the movie did well, too, is it didn't overquip or try to, like, it didn't over-rely on the Marvel formula. It had its humor, but it did it in its own way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I I I— I'm with it. I feel like this movie really found its own lane. It borrowed from its predecessors in the right way, but also did a lot to show off its own uniqueness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, so, it, and it
0: pulled off the talking suit because that's hard to do. I think that oh yeah, Iron Jarvis and 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 Tony Stark have had a chemistry that was next to none. You know, and and um. Robert Downey Jr. really, really fucking he did for sure. He brought it to that to that role that that interaction with him and Jarvis, kind of like the respected butler role. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, it's, and it's Paul Bettany
1: with that dry wit and the yeah. fucking the sorry the British sarcasm in there it was it was a really nice touch.
0: And so uh, they do they manage to pull off their own relationship in that same endearing way.
1: Absolutely, I really really like the arc between. Um, uh, Jaime and Kajida, I believe is the name of the uh, the the sentient suit or, or the uh, the scarab. And I mean I I think they nailed all the relationships, man. Like Jaime and the villain, Jaime and his family, Jaime and um
0: Is really is revealing genders a, a, a spoiler? No, I don't think I don't think so. I don't I'm, believe I, so. I I, no, no, jo- I, I, so. I say that as a joke. I'm not, not serious. <laughs>
1: oh, you yeah. meant like for the uh, uh, for the scarab? Well, yeah, and, and the main
0: antagonist. Um, but no, is the gender review <laughs> a spoiler? That's it That's was a joke. Funny. Anyway, So it, I mean, it kind jokes. of is. Bad parent jokes.
1: It kind of is, for sure. It's a dad joke. He's like, I'm in my dad joke face. I, it's I, arrived. I, I just had a moment
0: with myself like, oh, damn, I just said that on mic, too, bro. It's the, recorded that you Curry's got bad like, jokes.
1: I'm in a dad joke moment. That's hilarious. But no, nah, I, I think you'll really enjoy it. I think- I it was super fun to me. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I, and I can't wait to see it again. Honestly,
0: good, good, good. I can't wait to see it. Take the oh family. wow, yeah.
1: It, it, apparently, like ninety one percent of Google users anyway that reviewed it liked it. Oh yeah, got no, a no, 78 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not bad.
0: Bro, amazing score. And, and, and the funny part is is that you know Rotten oh, Tomatoes Oh, wow,
1: recently. 92% audience score on
0: Rotten Yeah, yeah, audience score. I'm glad, well, man. Well, you know that the critic scores are purchased on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, I did hear about that. That just came out recently. Which I thought it was
0: funny, but um, completely relevant because, yeah, we only go by user... <laughs>
1: Yeah, that really surprised me because usually the user one is more harsh. Usually the user one is lower. Really? Yeah, usually yeah, like the audiences the one, are like, yeah, the audience,
0: yeah. <laughs> audience would be like, man, this was a piece of shit. No, but yeah, so I'm trying to tell you, like, I haven't heard anything bad about it. You know what I mean? Man. And so I think it's like a big win. Um, I think it's, I don't know if it's it's like a Black Panther level win culturally, but I mean, this is a great springboard for Hispanic superhero that oh, yeah. is just a Hispanic superhero. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we just we recently we we got Miles. We got Miles. And he's, he's doing his thing. Thing. You know, Miles is biracial though, and I think that he does a great line of of representing the mixed culture. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, you know, we had Miguel introduced, but he's definitely not a good guy. He's neutral at best. <laughs> he's lost his way. He's definitely wandering the ways. But um, so yeah, I think as as far as you had, um, you had Namor introduced to, but he's also neutral. You know, this is a real Hispanic superhero. You yep. know what I mean? That's why. Well and with a with a
1: Hispanic supervillain too. Yeah, I mean, really? Um, the, the 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 primary antagonist is I mean, is, you said
0: Susan Sarandon. So rich like, white I mean, people, yeah.
1: Primary antagonist, rich white people. Secondary antagonist is also another uh, okay. Hispanic person. Got gotcha. you. The 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 super I don't know if you if you've seen the trailers but like the the dude in the robot suit in the trailers that um Jaime fights
0: um so they, have, they keep their I Hispanic don't remember for sure. what he looked like but yes oh he looks pretty cool he look he, he both like the suit yes, I don't what he looks- and after suit he
1: looks pretty cool he looks nice. like a, a fucking badass bro like it, it was really good really good I fucked it I it's really surprised me how much I enjoyed that movie and how how into it I was while I was watching it.
0: Yeah, I, I. that's what I've been hearing. That's what I've been hearing. I mean, if it was back in the day-day, I'd be on my fifth, seventh, fifth sixth watch by now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, because unfortunately it came out the same time as Baldur's Gate, so it took me a while to get to it. But I was like, yo, I got to see this movie because I've been looking forward. To, I, I got to see this movie in theaters because I want to support, it, and I've been looking forward to it for so long, you know? And I'm super glad they did it justice.
0: Yeah, and that was always my intention. Kenny's actually getting better at sitting down for longer periods of time. Nice. And um, he's he sat through across the Spider Verse. Hey, and so that's um, a good one
1: too. Shit. Yeah.
0: Well, and he had some experience with it because he did watch um Into the Spider Verse. And so he's watched that movie a few times. And so and it's also a
1: super colorful movie. I can yes. I can imagine it's very so attention grabbing. It. Yeah. I was
0: about to say actually that must have been perfect, man. Like. There was never more than 10 seconds without a scene change and a flash of you know what I mean? Like, he must have been into it for the whole time because he was quiet. But, yeah, I um, imagine. That, that movie is uh, uh, very
1: visually captivating. The, the, the both the, the Spider Verse movies were,
0: yeah. And then the thing is, is like he does love watching like Spanish TV, nice, like when he's at his grandmother's house. Man, so, I can taste. only imagine like he's gonna watch us and be like, Oh, it's like a abuela's house, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna sit there, you know what I mean? Because he. I, I don't know how she gets him to do it, but he'll sit in her lap and just watch TV and I'm like, you never do that with me, bro. <laughs> never. You that's ask me insane. to sit down while you play and I'm just like, bro, why do Sad I have to a boiler sit
1: down? energy, bro?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's calming. Um, but yeah, that's what's up, man. I can't wait to check that out. That's going to be dope. Um, and I you know, I do love a movie that I could very heavily relate to. Yeah, I you think you'll
1: like it a lot on a lot of levels for for honestly.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to deep dive it. That's what's up. So yeah, I guess that's uh that's all uh, that was on your docket. That was it. Yeah, I haven't caught too much else myself. Um, even though what else do we have um on the horizon? Because I know I'm gonna be moving on from Baldur's Gate soon. Um, I I wanna say the next thing I'll be reviewing is Armored Core Six. Nice. I wanna say that unless there's something of more interest dropping sooner, which I don't think.
1: Uh, I don't know as far as games, but I'm pretty sure once Ahsoka's out there, there probably be one two weeks at best. The Loki comes out.
0: Ooh, okay. So you know there won't be too much layover in, in, in shows that's for sure. Um, because wait, do we know how many episodes Ahsoka's gonna be? I believe it is eight episodes. All right, so we yeah. oh and it, and that would stand to reason we're gonna we're gonna start the um the finale arc right now. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. Loki releases on October 5th of this year. Okay, so that's in what three weeks, two September, and a half September weeks. October. Yep,
0: yep. So that that I'm looking forward to. That has um, MCU timeline implications, right? Yes, it does. It it should. Um, it uh, the post credit scene of
1: Ant Man led directly into season two of uh, uh 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 Loki.
0: Nice. So yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. Um. Uh, to sit down and watch and see where they go with that, man. Cause yeah, I, always I think to see... this season is going to be about, little like, little the
1: history of the, um, the TVA. Oh, the gonna, history? The real history of the TVA, I think, is what we're going to be Wait, finding Wait, we don't out. have
0: the history of the TVA already?
1: We have the fake history of the TVA for sure, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, I thought that um we kind of learned in Quantumania that it was Kane.
1: Yeah, yeah, we know that Kane usurped it, but I meant, like, oh, how did it go from... It. How did it go from just this one person to being an entire organization to being an entire organization that is now a front for what the other person is doing? Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. And and what's Owen Wilson's character's name? Ooh, can't remember. Mor Morbius. Morbius. Mobius. Mobius. Not Morbius. I was like, no, it's not Morbius, bro. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely not Morbin. Mobius. Yeah, that's right. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm actually very intrigued by his character. His character is really awesome. Yeah, because they it's it's a derivative of the comic book character and the comic book character had a cool backstory as well. Um which I thought I really appreciate when they do that, when they take the more generic characters and they kind of flesh them out with some really cool backstory. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to see um Mobius's backstory um during season 2 of Loki. I
1: also like their chemistry. They have really good yeah. like opposing chemistry, Loki with his chaotic energy and Mobius was just so fucking chill.
0: (laughs) So chill, bro. Just rolling with it all, Yeah, Yo, he's just
1: like, yeah, well, why are you so upset, though? He's just like, let's just talk this out. What's going on? Listen, we have something. Tell me how you feel.
0: We have something to get done. And so we're not going to get it done with you in this state of mind.
1: You feel me? He's like, he's never matching fucking Loki's high, strung ass energy.
0: Mm. Yeah, so we got... So we got some some decent shows on the or that's a a decent show on the horizon. Do um, we don't got anything coming out movie wise? Oh, I have. Oh, um, the Marvels comes out pretty soon. The Marvels, yes, is that October as well? Oh, let's I, see. I want to say it's either October or November. But um, yeah, November tenth. Okay, we got Marvels coming out. Um, yeah, there's there isn't too much else. So yeah, we got we got we got a little bit. At least it won't be. Baron.
1: Ooh, there's also, shit. I think it's out already. You're just probably gonna have to find a the theater for it. Um, the Black Dynamite sequel came out. Um, oh, oh, you know what else I want to watch? Outlaw Johnny Black.
0: That, that, okay, that actually is going to be very entertaining. I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Miyazaki's new movie, oh, yeah, he he does have boy a new in one. The Heron. Out. I absolutely need to watch that movie. I'm a big time Miyazaki fan. And the Boy and the Heron, I mean, this is Heron's home, baby. We got. <laughs> we got a rap. and so yeah, um, I'm looking forward to watching that. So I'm gonna I'm to definitely do a deep dive on uh, uh, the Boy and the Heron, which you know that's not early. I don't think that spoilers can ruin that movie. That movie is just gonna be a visual masterpiece, and Film no me. amount of spoilers can ruin a Miyazaki story. Like there's no way I could ever tell you what happened in that movie as well as he's gonna <laughs> show you when he when you watch it. So yeah, definitely looking forward to catching that when it comes um, stateside. But uh, yeah. I think that's about the run of it. So yeah, if you want, we could just go ahead and jump into some of these here topics. So uh yeah, um we talked about some of the the, the entertainment stuff um last episode. Dude, this shit is hilarious. So you know um uh, Drew Barrymore and and Bill Maher and a couple of other uh, nighttime talk show hosts are like, you know what? We know this strike is hurting people. I mean or oh, no. We know this strike is because people are demanding living wages and so forth. But, you know, it's really just hurting our staff. And so <laughs> we we want to go back on the air. And so we're going to start airing, you know, we're going to start recording without, you know, all of the necessities and all that stuff so that we can get back and we can stop hurting our staff and our, our audience. And that was pretty much the same sentiment that Drew Barrymore was trying to put out as well. And it's as if they didn't know that their audience was in favor of the strike. And it's like, no, dude, you're not doing this for us. No, no one's going to come back and patronize you. So they both had to pull back their um, <laughs> uh, their the their, their relaunching of their show. And it's like, dude, did you not know that your audience, like, they're so, they have become such conservative-minded people in their richer days that they've become so untu- uh, uh, disconnected with their audience that they actually think something like that would fly with them. And then to say that you're doing it because you don't want to harm... you that the strike is hurting your audience, that's crazy talk, dude. Utterly crazy talk. And it's very self-inflating to think that your show is so important that people would rather see uh, uh, the industry, you know, hollowed out by by not paying its um, employees than do without your shitty show for a little while. You know, it's like, dude the height of, of of delusion that some of these uh some of the higher end people in the um in the involved in the uh SAG-AFTRA is is crazy but that just shows you it's extremely difficult to run a union where the disparity in the in the in the um membership in terms of economic status is so large because now you're representing a lot of different interests <clears throat> A lot of different interests. you know what I mean? And on top of that, a lot of the 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 more well-off members of the union are you un- members of multiple unions. You know what I mean? so they 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 can carry bargaining power across tables. And so it's like, man, sag after has got a real uh, 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 tough job on their hands when they're trying to bargain for all of these people's best interests. Especially when you got fucking bootlickers like fucking Bill Maher out here who are trying to undermine the, the the strike effort. You know what I mean? And and I wonder if part of his decision to pull back on on relaunching his show was the harm it would do to his standing in the in the guild in, in the um in the union. Because it's like, dude, you gotta you gotta have known that that scab work what you're doing. You gotta. You're part of a union for goodness sakes but not for nothing. I do know a lot of people in unions who have no idea what the concept of scabbing really is. They have no clue.
1: And there're also greedy people who are just going to try to see if they can get away with fucking over everybody else too. Not they're for just going to test the
0: waters. That was the vibe I really got from Drew.
1: Oh, Brand that's 100% what I believe. That's a corporate statement that she wrote. She don't believe none of that shit. Bro. These people aren't fucking stupid. They just want to make money and they're willing to fuck other people over to do it. And if their audience is willing to allow them to get away with that, then of course she's gonna take that shot.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's and that is the the um responsibility of the audience is to hold their feet to the fire. You know what I mean, or don't. You know if you don't want to. But they were the audience has already made it known, like nah, guys, that's not the lick. Yeah, it's not that's the lick. You know what I mean? Like you want to? You, you should be putting pressure on the fucking studios guys like you're part of the union that's one thing that i've always understood as a as a member and organizer and, and leader of a union is that as part of the union and especially as a leader or a high-ranking member it is extra incumbent <clears throat> on you to sometimes support causes that are not directly your cause you got to you got to because the the it's no possible way. You know what the union is comprised of, right? People, and 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 if there's anything I know about a group of people, is that there's gonna be probably a lot of different ideas about how to get to the same outcome. And so you gotta understand that when it comes to the union, especially on 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 union voted movements, you can't undermine shit like that. From his statements alone, Bill Maher has has repeatedly undermined his respect for the strike, and it's just like, dude, I you know I'm not, I'm not even mad at him for thinking the way he does. I get it, I get it. I don't agree with it, but I get it. But what you shouldn't do is make that kind of stuff public. It's like you know, it's like arguing with your family in the streets. It's like, come on, man, that's your private business, dog. You don't want everyone else involved in that. And so if he's got those kind of things. Then, dude, why don't you get more fucking influence in the union, get the votes, and and get it changed? That structure actually exists and works in the union, you know what I mean? And so, especially for someone who's as um, popular as he is, it doesn't... I don't think that, you know, using your platform the way he is is the right way to do it. You know, unless, of course, he's just courting a right-wing audience base. He's like, you know what? I'm tired of pandering to people who I no longer enjoy talking to. So I want to pander to people who I don't mind talking to. Which, you know, is, is pretty much on brand for Bill Maher. His disdain for the younger generations in this country is palpable. It's very obvious from his statement. So, yeah. So, you know, that one kind of hit, you know, I was like, yo, dude, the walk back, the the the, the salty run back on that one, mm Not 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 uh endearing like you, I think I think that he still deserves to be dealt with uh as for the content of what he has said already. You know what I mean? Like sure, don't start your show, but you've made it very clear that you're not in support of this. So until you actually re- rectify that, that I think is fucked. You know what I mean? I I'm not going to really respect what his position You know, not to say people can't change, but in his current stance, I think that Bill Maher is a very toxic um, portion of the quote-unquote left discourse in media, that is. But yeah, I thought that that was an interesting one. Um, Disney has made announcements—well, I shouldn't say that. They didn't make announcements. In their most um, recent quarterly investors call, they— very heavily hinted at moving away from their entertainment media uh, studios and uh, allocating funds more towards their parks and trying to make those more uh, revenue positive, which, I mean, I can't help but feel like that has a lot to do with the current strikes that are going on. And not just that, the reorganization of the streaming revenues, um, I feel like that has I don't know that for sure, but I feel like that had something to do with it. And so um yeah, it, it it's it's sad because you know, they have their established studios. The the derivatives of LucasArts Studios, that's gonna you know, that that's autonomous for the most part. You know, they don't I don't think that they take all of their funding directly from Disney. They have their own funding that they that they generate through their productions. Um, same thing with Marvel Studios. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of the bigger entertainment studios are, are self sufficient, so I don't think that's gonna um really affect them. But I do think it is going to affect like how much we see what like what we were talking about before where we get like really good up and coming actors being brought in with with um strong uh popular supporting casts. That's kind of expensive to do. And if they are taking money away from productions, casting and stuff like that, probably does come out of the overall budget. And so that would be that's going to be difficult. You know what I mean? And so I think we might see more stringent casting, but that it, I mean, I can't imagine those studios being affected that much, but it really does say a lot that Disney as a corporation wants to move towards Essentially, land acquisition as its primary source of of revenue and investment uh because you know I, I, they own a lot of stuff that I like and i and i don't want to see them I, I don't want to see those uh some of those properties that might not be as profitable profitable as other things fall by the wayside and then ultimately get cut because they they're not you know the uh requirements to keep something on is going to get more tight with the studio so yeah, I, I see a, a, a some things in the future, but I hope it's it doesn't reflect too heavily. But, I mean, when they're announcing stuff like that to their investors, it's to, for them to signal where they should be putting their money. And so, you know, it sucks that they're signaling their investors, because I don't know if that means that after X amount of whatever is announced, there's going to be slowdown in their production. You know? Um, I don't know if that, that affects, like, future stuff. Because what are they uh planned out till, 2026?
1: What, as far as this current phase?
0: Yeah, in terms of, like, what the MCU um has planned. Because Disney doesn't have anything planned out for more than two years. Um, But I'm talking about, like, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel's planned out till... Yeah, I think 2025
1: was, or 2026. Somewhere around there is pretty much where the next phase currently, the announcements run. Yeah.
0: So, it'll be interesting. That's something that we're going to have, that, that, you know, you want to keep in the back of your mind. Because that's going to influence how you know, future productions come out, but Disney moving away from entertainment, mm, that, that that I mean, it's clearly a, a business call. You know, I don't think that that's, uh, we think it's the best thing for our consumer, which never is the case with the things that they do. You know, I don't know of many corporations that that make movements towards the consumer for their best interest. Nah. But um, yeah, Disney moving away from, from that is, uh, I, I thought was a little bit significant. But uh, yeah, other than that, there's been a bunch of um, other stuff going on. Uh, Rolling Stones co-founder. I thought this was an interesting statement. The band or the publication? The publication. Co-founder of the Rolling Stones publication. Um, The one that does all the interviews and stuff like that. And it's funny because a lot of people have have called Rolling Stones out for their very biased ethnic cult um, coverage when it comes to interviews and the way that they interview people. And so one of the co-founders, who's recently, I think, been voted out (laughs) because of uh, the things that he said in his book, but um, in an interview, he was asked about that. And his uh, mea culpa was that um, it's not his fault that blacks and women make poor interviewees that they lack the intellect to be good interviewees. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, my hey, guy... man's just
1: spitting facts, bro. He's just spitting facts that he read in the Bible.
0: You know what the problem and is, And that his though, dad told him. Is that, you know... It, if the only black people that you choose to talk to are people like Lil Wayne and, you know, people who are not going to connect to you culturally because I am not at all trying to say that Lil Wayne is not intelligent. I'm trying to say that if you don't understand Lil Wayne and his culture, he might not come off as intelligible to you as he might to me. You know what I mean? And so if he chooses only to converse with black people and women who are, are, are not part, who don't connect to him culturally at all, then of course, I can see why he can ignorantly come to that conclusion. And the worst part is, is that that's his fault, because he was the guy who chose those things. And it was like, you know, my guy, as someone who's interviewed so many people, it's like you're just racist on the face of it. It's not because they were bad interviewee. It's because you chose to speak to people that you knew nothing about in the first place, and then when you found out about them, you didn't connect to them culturally, and so you just chose to say that they were... a. They were lacking of intellect or, or anything to say or b- the ability to articulate themselves. And no, you didn't understand them. And maybe you should have chose better. You know what I mean? Instead of saying that all black people and all women are relatively bad at this, because the ones that I've interviewed, you know, they were bad at. And it's like, dude, you're just interview musicians and stuff like that, man. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, well, I do understand. As I said, he's just racist on the face of it. But it's like. And not even just that, he's misogynist, because he threw women in there completely un unprovoked. <laughs> like, like he was just like, I want to let you guys know as well that women don't interview well. And I'm like, dude, God dang it, dude. Like, how are you just going to run out into the street under the bus like that? Like, the bus swerved out of the way and you dove for the tires. But, you know, I guess when you're rich and you have no predators, man, you got to look for excitement in your life. Because there was no reason for him to say those things, and and it's just extra weird to me because I think he so clearly isn't an is in an environment where all the information he needs to know why that's a stupid statement is right there in front of him. You know what I mean? And so he's like, ugh. "It's like, yo, man, how are you just gonna jump on swords like that though? Like that was that that was wild, but yeah, you know, and and that's not to say." there is a huge amount of people who read Rolling Stones and have read Rolling Stones who take their commentary in high regard and who have been molded by this perception. Because if you think that that perception hasn't molded the the uh, the way that they've conducted and distributed the interviews they have had, then, you know, I, don't, I just think that you're not paying attention. Mm. And so, yeah, dude. Uh, I think that that is it's hugely problematic, and and it sucks because Rolling Stones is going to fire him or vote him off and try to walk away from this as if there's not a, this doesn't have ripple effects and things that they've done, you know, and so yeah, it's just the, these these magazines aren't for us, and it's and it sucks because the few people who have attempted to make publications geared towards the hip hop community. Um, I'm not as sure as um about uh, uh maybe um um media that centers on um women uh female generated entertainment, but like in terms of the hip hop community the the publications that we have have all just hired out the the administrative work to the same people who have those disparaging feelings, like whether you go to source or triple XL. All of the people in the editing and in and, and the, the, um, the administration positions, the ones who are making decisions as to who comes on and, and, and all of that stuff and who they interview and the, the topics that they choose, all of those people are, are from other communities and cultures. They come with credentials, but with no knowledge of the culture that they're, that they're attempting to disseminate. And so, you know, it, it would be interesting to see something like that and if it could be profitable. You know, because it's such an old media type. You know, it'd have to have such a strong online presence that it generated, you know, uh, 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 a, des- a demand for a printed media type of thing. Um, or or whatever other kind of media. Like, how is the how are those things mainly disseminated now through, like, social media and Instagram?
1: I would imagine so, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know. I mean, know. they even have digital mag- magazines these days. Yeah, you know, the, and and even that, you know... Th- Something that is socially conscious to the black community and not in the you know typical American way that's that views black people in a negative way even when they're trying to help them, you know what I mean? Like the black community doesn't have that, you know, and and I, I that's just I I think that you know the statements of uh somebody who is as high up in such a big um platform it says a lot about about you know how the the perception of of men and women uh, black men and women in general have been molded in the entertainment sphere you know and it's definitely not one that is uh in their best interest i don't think but yeah dude that 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 really sucks you know i can only imagine what uh the staff at rolling stone feel like when they hear the people who who are at the top saying stuff like that you know and i'm sure that there's a lot of good mindful um entertainment journalists at the rolling stones who are like god damn it you know what i mean like i just want to do my job and i no wonder it's so hard for me to to just do my job and i have to do things that you know and generate content that i don't feel is substantive because they're they're literally you know preventing me from doing the kind of stuff that I think a general audience might like, which might include more interviews with black men, women, black women. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, a, it's a necessary ball and chain that I think that journalists have to deal with that comes down from the top. And it's the culture of the top, you know, because you can only get so many of your stories rejected or your ideas rejected before you just start to conform to what you know they want. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be anything, you know, explicit like they tell you, no, we don't want black people. Even though he did do that eventually, you know what I mean? But I guess that's he's emboldened because for so long, he, you know, snuck it in there and so many people just acquiesced. that he was like, oh, fuck it. Why not say the quiet part? You know? And then that's, that's, I guess, uh, in America, when you're super racist, it's possible to get comfortable. And that's bad. You know what I mean? I don't think that there's a lot of progress happening when races feel that comfortable. You know? But that's just me. I don't wanna I don't wanna shit on anyone who thinks that there is progress, but I ain't synced it yet. But yeah, that shit is crazy. But there's been a ton of stuff going on in the international news too, man. Some wild stuff going on. Um first of all, did you hear about this shit where they fucking lost an F-35?
1: no (laughs) bro
0: I don't even know how this happens. none of the news story makes any sense I read every word of the news story that was posted by the times and let me tell you none of it made fucking sense none not a lick of it it's a bunch of words that semantically fit together none of it makes sense to me how you lose a F-35 over Las Vegas Nevada the most monitored city in the world Oh, no, that makes perfect sense, bro. Aliens. Aliens stole it. See, that's right next to Area 52 and shit. That's the value you bring to this pod. (laughs) Right there. Right there. Bringing the hard-hitting answers to the questions that people are asking. How did you lose an (laughs) F-35 over in Las Vegas, Nevada? Easy, nigga. (laughs) Aliens. Next question. (laughs) Next topic, nigga. Thank (laughs) you.
1: What you don't know is there's a land version of the Bermuda Triangle that exists around the, the Las Vegas and Area 52 area. And pick another location near there. And that's the third pair, and airplanes be disappearing over there, man. It's dangerous. You gotta watch out.
0: Bro, how did that damn, that was a instantaneous conspiracy theory. My man came up with that on the fly. Improv <laughs> oh, conspiracy shit. theories, bro. No,
1: nah, bro. They left it on the corner and a bunch of people robbed it.
0: Ah, a they bunch took of them and they stripped to different parts. And then they abandoned the jet. They was like, nah, we can't they tell them, stripped them that we got it. Steal yo, the GPS. Yo, yo. They'll yo. never find that bitch. Bro, that's crazy, dude. How the fuck Yo, did they lose an F 35? I'm assuming, and, and I like, want to talk about it, but I genuinely do not understand. Cause I'm they assuming, said they like,
1: everybody crying. got fired, right? Like, everybody oh, yeah. got fired. Everybody had Absolutely. to have gotten fired, right? Like, you can't. There's lose gotta be court
0: marshals left and right. A fucking an F 35,
1: but again, that's, that's a pretty big oops. Oops. You know what I mean? That's a pretty big oops, buddy. again. I've got no even some bullshit in my life, but I don't think I could pull off a uh, fucking F thirty five.
0: So I genuinely, I, I would, I was hoping that you might have heard about this story nah, and that's might hilarious. But yeah, dude, they look. The idea that, and you know, of of course, if it's um. A fighter jet there's probably at least five people involved with this you
1: feel me yo you I hope some will... low level I hope it wasn't stolen and some low level noob who had no idea what is going on is about to get his life fucked well, no, up see, over this this is the
0: thing this is the thing is that as long as everyone except for the pilot can remain out of the crosshairs then I don't think anyone gets in trouble for this because you have to understand that those pilots of the F-35s are, they would have to send them to Guantanamo. Yeah. You can't, because there's yeah. nothing, like you can't put them in a regular jail like, because gonna get he, disappeared. Will, he will be fucking, he will, yo. it would be unwise for you to put him into a normal jail. Mm-hmm. Um It would put state secrets at great risk. And then on top of that, what? how does that look on the military? You know what I mean? Like, I just like if they had like a a conspiracy of lower level people, but if they found out that like a fighter pilot was like watch me do some dumb shit as a prank, I don't think that that would sit well. So I just don't think that if if anyone gets in trouble for this, I mean, have they checked the YouTube patched. channel yet, though? Yo, yo, it's probably all over. What's it called? What's it called? Um, War Thunder is that what it's called? The War Thunder uh, game for uh, message forums.
1: Yo, it's the next prank of the dude who crashed that airplane. Bro, if for we Lose. find
0: if we find a full schematic breakdown of an F-35 on the be War hilarious. Thunder game forum boards. And they were like, nah. Y'all niggas was over here telling us that your shit was accurate. Well, we stole an F-35, and this is what an F-35 <laughs> we looks verified like. verified that this information this is, is wrong. indeed. <laughs> so if you don't change it, I <laughs> swear to God. Like, what are you doing, it's, dude? Nah,
1: bro, I got an F-35 out back, and I checked it. This shit ain't right.
0: Like, you know, I. but the funny part is, is that's the exact type of story that I expect this to turn into. There's like some weird shit. Like, no way. There's no way because there's no because I just can't understand how under normal um, um, protocol and operations an F thirty five goes missing. Yeah, that's wild. Just unless what we're witnessing, and now you know since we're just improving some conspiracy theories, let's let's just go just go (laughs) distance. Unless what we're witnessing is a successful hack by. A foreign country and they lost the f-35 because somehow probably through social engineering either one of our enemies found found a good target to test their ability to disable a mid-flight fighter jet and that's what happened and so that that sounds more likely to me I don't know I'm saying it's a conspiracy theory, but that actually, that doesn't sound too far-fetched. Because that's the thing, is, is like, China probably has technologies that they claim can do that. But they don't know. Because if they ever tested it, America would immediately be alerted to the fact that they have it. Unless it happens over American soil. But there's no way for them to know what's happening over American soil with those planes, because... You can't even radar them mid-flight, you know what I mean? And, you know, the encryption on the the, the, the flight plans and all that, it, That would that's probably an insurmountable task, getting through that. Um, they have 17 agencies to get through before they can ever get to those kind of uh, secrets, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, they somehow probably, as I said, through social engineering, which is like a non-computer way of, of attaining the information for the flight plans, And was like yo this is a target they are they're flying a non-pivotal mission over this spot in las vegas where we have tons of technology already like we could probably try to just test our disable to no harm to anyone so even if we're caught it's not like anyone was hurt and so it's like that's what it feels like happened because i just can't i really would love to find out like just be a fly on the wall of like what really happened man I'd hate to be, like, anywhere in that chain
1: of command, bro. Oh, yes. I don't, don't want to be, be even being in that what? company when that shit goes down. God oh. damn. Like, in the army, when you lose anything that's called a sensitive item, so, like, night vision goggles or, like, your weapon or anything like that, stuff that absolutely has to be accounted for and or is really expensive, they will lock down... Wherever it is that you're in, they will lock down the entire place, and you have to, like, remove everything. Just... Like uh, uh take your weapon apart and separate all the pieces, remove everything from your back. Every single person in the building who was even near that thing has to do that in a controlled space before they even do you like nobody goes home type shit. Type we're not going home until we find this whatever it is. So I can only imagine what that's like for a fucking jet.
0: Jesus Christ, bro. Bro, Ugh. I, I- this is this is this is what blows my mind about the American military in general from the air force to the navy to the army marines all of them the people who participate actually in like you know the, the execution the operations not the administration all of that they're separate how in experiencing that and then hearing that someone signed a work order for Ten times as much ammo as recorded as needed, <laughs> and you're like, Why are you wasting money when I can't even misplace um night vision goggles without putting the base on alert? like what is going on here? What kind of mismanagement is this that 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 we have this inflated ass budget with all this sh- like it, I just don't understand why at least a significant portion of soldiers in general aren't extremely upset and like to the point where they don't even have to do anything, but like the morale, because you know the the army, the military in general is is very sensitive to the morale of the troops. Correct. Mm-hmm. They should sense that the this is fucking up general morale, you know. But I don't think it is. I don't think that the average soldier actually thinks about that, like how disparate is the the treatment of you whose life is on the line versus the people who are wasting the money and then they and then when you want a raise when you need to negotiate your contract right because everyone negotiates their own pay right or something like that oh the pay or or no you go to pay grades right
1: yeah yeah the pay grades is standardized you know
0: when it's time for the pay but you do sort of
1: have to go through like a negotiation process depending on your um mos to get that
0: okay that's because i know my cousin talked about negotiation and my brother-in-law but i was like wait a second they're on pay grades too so i don't know how that works but yeah um so there's a sub negotiation somewhere in there and so, like, why doesn't that bother you that they would even question just giving you the max when people are wasting money and your life is on the line? <laughs> like, it, I don't understand why it doesn't make sense. When more they're like, hey, yo, the
1: Pentagon misplaced X millions of dollars. You're like, I'm sorry, what? Bro, in one swoop. I'm sorry,
0: what? In one swoop. Because Yo, look up the price of an F-35. It's got to be in the billies, right? Definitely has to be. In one, So it's like, okay, do you know that is literally everyone's pay upgrade for, like, the next 10 years and one thing that the Pentagon lost?
1: Oh, no. It's just—oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay, that's the whole program. But the one that went missing is somewhere around 100000000 million, they're saying.
0: Okay. So I over-exaggerated by saying a billion, but $100 million is still a lot of money. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That's, you know what I not mean? Not even
1: just that, like, all that technology that just went to God knows whom—
0: which now I don't know if the Ooh. if the plane was retrieved. I think it was retrieved eventually. Oh, okay, okay. I do, but that's even that.
1: weird. Like yeah. uh, th- it was gone for who knows how long. That's even.
0: So mm. yeah, and, and as I said, I tried to read this story, but since none of it made sense, to me, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't even yeah, want to. Still don't understand it. how you lost the jet. It, to this moment, no one has explained or accounted for there was a human inside of it. What did he say? <laughs> Is anyone going to fucking ask him or what? <laughs> So, I'm just so confused as to that whole story. Homer Simpson pops up. It was my first day. Bro, I'm just like, yo, okay, whatever, guys. When y'all are ready to give me some real information, I'll start making... I'll stop doing the improv conspiracy theories, but until then, I'm just making shit up. Just to let everyone know that nothing that I've said so far is actually factual. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm just shooting the shit about something that is impossible for us to ever know. Because they actually have a vested interest in us not knowing what happened. Lol, they were asking the public to help them find it. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's it's, it's absurd. And th- that's the thing is, is like, if you've ever seen the reflective um, coatings on these things, when they, from the underside, you can't see them directly with the naked eye. They ref- they have a reflective coating that makes it look like sky. You know what I mean? Like, you can see them from the top, but you can't see them from the bottom, really, because they fly at an angle purposely to to reflect it that way. Like, you know what I mean? If they, when they bank and stuff, you might be, see a glimmer, but yo, how's the public going to help you? Those things don't show up. They they, they emit a, a frequency that that um messes with the frame rate of your camera. So it only shows up in between the frame rate of your camera because of its jamming signals. Like it's just tech, that's a standard radar. We're asking bro. the public
1: if you've seen an F-35 parked in your neighbor's yard, you might have stolen it from us.
0: Bro, if you find it in the fucking Opalaka Walmart, I'm <laughs> laughing, bro. I'm laughing. If you
1: find it at 35 at the swap shop, do not buy it. It is stolen
0: property. It is stolen property. (laughs) is the property of the United States government. Like, nah, B. That shit was at the swap (laughs) shop. I scooped it. I scooped that bitch fast, too.
1: I brought that from a Haitian dude in the back of a truck, my nigga.
0: That shit is legally mine. Yo. Possession is not of to the law. Get out of my face can you take it yo can you imagine that would be a great like, no. show or TV <laughs> they're movie. gonna have to buy their own jet bro, from you. You, you yo so they lose an F-35 it shows up at the swap shop some hood nigga buys it and there's a bro, show man. about like him evading the squatter's right F-35. son
1: uh, yo it's a sovereign citizen that found it and they're like yo yeah <laughs> bro this person cannot be removed from this vessel the vessel doesn't belong to the United States government it belongs to this person.
0: It, it, it is on my sovereign property. You feel me? You will not cross the boundaries of my property or I will shoot all of you. Oh, my God. So, yeah, dude. I God, don't know what's going on, but shit is crazy.
1: I'm glad I've never been that careless, bro. I, I'm
0: telling you, man. It's got to be intentional. Somebody did this on purpose. Feel not me. everybody involved knew about what that was going on. That shit got stolen in their but coverage. Somebody that did shit, shit, the shit on fuck purpose. You feel me? Somebody stole that shit. Yeah, man. So there's yeah. a traitor among you. Oh, nigga, there's always a traitor among us. That's why that game hit so hard. Everyone was like, <laughs> "Yo, that shit hit, bro." But nah, that's that that shit was crazy. Um, so this shit and this is a this is a non-improv conspiracy theory that turned out to be true. So back in, I want to say, two thousand twenty. It was right. No, nah, it was it was right at the. Inception of the Ukraine war. So it was at 21, 22. Um, There was an attack. There was a September 6 attack in Ukraine that was blamed on Russia. Now, after that attack, it motivated a bunch of people. Everyone said, we got to respond. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this. This is why, universally, immediate reprisal is always the wrong action in war in modern war i should say i, I, I can't account for war in other time periods but in modern war since 1900s the entire 1900s into 2000s it has never been it has never been that the initiation of violent conflict was accurately reported to the people which led to real attacks and actions and loss of life which then was revealed to be false. So you got, like, Gulf of Tonkin incident. You got the Zimmerman report. You got, you got, um... There's just... And and I wouldn't even say these are false flag attacks. What, they, what it is is that it's misreporting that gets the public to rally behind a cause to then give a... Uh, 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 um permission to their government to, to enact foreign engagement. And once again, we're coming to another situation where the initial reporting turned out to be false. And what's even worse is that it wasn't a Russian missile attack. It was a malfunction of a Ukrainian missile defense system. So the Ukrainian government was responsible for a missile assault accidentally on one of its own cities, which it then blamed on Russia, to then gain backing for a war. This is why I'm not saying it is... it's the appropriate action is to do nothing, but it's never the appropriate action to immediately respond. Because what it does is it puts... it puts incentive on the quote-unquote aggrieved party... To falsify these kind of things. To make sure that people get in as soon as possible. So that once they're entrenched in this war, they're a lot less likely to view negatively the reality of the situation. And the only way to de-incentivize that is to make the normal course of action full investigation. Like, if you come to me and you're like, yo, Russia fucking blew up my city. Like, I will help you in six months, not a day earlier. So this better be real. Because I, I'm not doing nothing without no full investigation. No outside power should do that. Should should involve themselves into any country's internal conflict or external conflict on just the reporting of of attack. Without the conclusive evidence of attack. More look at fucking Iraq for fuck's sake, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just talking about, like, look at all the bad reporting that has led to the public following or, or, or goading our government into massive wars, massive loss of life, only to oops. Like, we gotta stop as Americans, we need to get rid of this idea that that's okay. Like, oh, well, we thought it was bad. Like we gotta stop doing that. There's too much evidence. And it's not like it's not like the majority of conflicts don't have that aspect to them. The the, the fact of the matter is, is that it's the minority of conflicts that don't have some form of of misreporting attached to them for public consensus. And and that's why I, I think it's so problematic. It's like it's become a mo it's become a, a a mode of oh we want to attack this place well we start with the propaganda and it's just like that's not the stuff that's worth propagandizing you know what i mean like let's let's stick to the happy family propaganda that 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 i want to recreate in people's minds let's not recreate this idea that we should take anything that has to do with large scale uh, military movements should never be taken lightly it should never be taken quickly, and moreover, we should take seriously when we do these things, because the 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 fallout from this is refugee crises, constant refugees crises all over the world. Not to mention, you know, and and I wouldn't say that we have a migrant crisis in America, but we do have a relatively sizable portion of people who are 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 refugees from our misled military um interactions attempting to cross into our country not to mention abroad you know with with our quote unquote allies so it's like you know we really got to deal with that it, it it is very largely problematic that we do not take seriously the the fallout of of the misreporting and this is just another version of it happening in Ukraine right now Two, three years ago, in the beginning of this, when they were building up the fervor, you know, like, where would we be today if we realized that not only was Russia not attacking at the level that they were being claimed um, to have been attacking, but Ukraine is actually not very adept at, at, at learning and utilizing these new missile defense systems because it's two years later that we're just now hearing them be successful with it. And it's like, well, maybe if you didn't instigate the war two years ago, this wouldn't be going on now. Because of what, Russia wasn't attacking you the way that you said that they were. Not to say that Russia wasn't mobilizing, but that's a different thing. You know? And, and, and the level of financial support that America is constantly flooding with every fucking passing bill, every single legislative bill since the Ukraine war has had a massive, multi-billion-dollar package attached to it. And I just and it just it I, I, I feel like, man, at, these are the kind of things that I hope people are taking into account when they re- when they consider like, well, what are my limits? What are your limits of what you will take from your government, or are you just saying that you you'll just follow you know, and that's valid, you know that is your right, you know, but it's it's good to at least think on. Because there might be a time where you start decide you don't want to follow. And you have to acknowledge or recognize that you are or you have been a follower for a long time before you ever awaken to whether that's what you like or not, you know? But nonetheless, like, at some point, people in the military, at some point, you know, average Americans are going to have to say, well, you know, I don't know if I'm willing to become violent, but I'm not going to participate in a system that is misusing 70 cents of every dollar I pay in taxes in a massively inflated military budget to brutalize people, give our soldiers PTSD, and and not create the safety that we're looking for. You know? At, at, at some point, all of what's going on in this government has to start looking like misgovernance to people. Because if, if they keep on existing in this kayfabe environment in our politics... That It just doesn't get better. It becomes complacent. And unfortunately, if left to its own desires, we, we will run the planet into the ground. Um, all over the place, Libya, uh, uh, the Middle East, Middle East is getting record flooding in some of these regions. Like, hello, you know, that's mostly desert. <laughs> these, these places are, are being inundated and it's just like, you know, at some point we're going to have to realize that the environment is going to become more and more violent over time. And it is—whether it's our fault or not, you know, people who are much better at climate science than I am um, have to really break it down for us. But at very least, we have to start directing our attention to creating and and securing our infrastructure. And that's what I mean by, like, at some point people have to start seeing this as misgovernance. Because even if you don't believe that human-guided— Uh, climate change is real shit in america is breaking down like buildings shouldn't be falling down you know what i mean like people shouldn't like when you tell like when you poll people in cities like they say what are the worst things in your in, in your city and of course everyone says crime which is fallacious but second is infrastructure the roads are bad it's like at what point is that mismanagement like the road is something that literally everyone needs even the corporations need that like why can't we organize at least infrastructure to work because that's in everyone it's our shared shit you know what i mean and it's we've let our government get so far into its own ass that you know we got to start recognizing that this is misgovernment mismanagement misgovernance whatever you want to call it but they're malfeasant, and we can't. And then you, you got you got people like John Cusack, who's like, "Oh man, Biden's doing amazing," and I'm like, "Holy shit!" You do know that like seventy percent of like, uh, land that that was under the the um board of land conservation, that the the government entity that that um, and I forgot exactly what it's called that that governs um public lands, um. 70% of the lands that they were supposed to be regulating no longer regulated by them now open to uh to 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 um fossil fuel dr- drilling. And I'm like, so is he doing good on the environment or is he doing good on relieving student debt which is a major burden that even economists say that once that all comes to to, to maturation will collapse the economy? Like is he doing good on that part? Is he doing good on the infrastructure part? Because I haven't seen booty judge say shit about anything that he's done to fix like the airlines or the roads or actually work with the Teamsters to 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 rectify their their you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to wonder where the fuck the governance is because these are all pretty major things that I don't see. You know, whatever you put a bunch of women in power, congratulations, but where is the governance? Does that seem like I'm being unreasonable, though? Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, you're asking
1: for something that the system specifically doesn't want for me. Those are all good things that should be implemented, yes, but unfortunately, the people in power don't want those things, so they're not building the country towards those things.
0: Okay, because I just, I just want to understand why people would <clears throat> would say that he's doing a good job. I'm just like... Um, because different
1: about? people, man. People got, and also because you know you like that thing. You you like engaging when people say stupid shit. So <laughs> it's it's I one of it. those things that you're always gonna run into that problem. Dude. There are, there are a lot of people that say counter shit to that, but your specific issues is with the ones that can't see the 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 big
0: problem. You know, and you know what kills me, and and I guess we'll wrap up on this one soon because uh, we're running a bit long. But it kills me. That I have never lost the intrigue and curiosity of hearing the reasons why people say stupid shit when I have literally never heard something and been like, that's stupid shit. Engage someone to say, like, so why do you believe that? And then they convince me, like, no, no, I was wrong for thinking that was stupid. That's actually never happened. I've been and I've been open to it, and you've seen me, i would, I'm always open to it, and I'm genuine. Like, please, no, explain to me why why, why, what you said is not stupid. And it's, and I didn't say that to disparage you. I said that because I genuinely thought that what was being said wasn't intelligible. And they never come back with, like, oh, yeah, this is why, and this is why you're wrong. And it's like, no, that was not convincing. Like, it still sounds pretty fucking crazy to me. Um, and so, yeah, it's that's like what I was, it was like when I was reading the article about the F-35. I was just like, None of this makes any sense to me, and you keep and there's paragraphs explaining it, and none of that explains like where did the entire structure go that it was designed to stop all the things that you're saying though you're not explaining to me how the entire infrastructure collapsed. <laughs> the world is wild, man, but I've never looked jungle chainsaws every time I hear it, I will approach it with the same genuine heart of oh, maybe I'm wrong, and i i I, I definitely wait for the day in which i'm I'm met with a genuine response to why that crazy shit wasn't crazy
1: yeah but it is crazy though It
0: is. <laughs> it always is
1: you feel me it is crazy it's just that you know what i'm saying you, you, you be wanting people to do shit that they specifically don't want to do that's really the problem you feel me they don't want to admit it's crazy and you want them to admit it's crazy so there's an is the yeah you feel me it's the 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 what is it the in, uh, unstoppable force meets the immovable object yeah yeah feel me it's just a, that's just
0: how it is <laughs> my unstoppable curiosity meets their ineffable stupidity and it's just it's never going to it's never going to never going to cross the gap but yeah, you, that, that, that you want something they
1: can't provide. So regardless of how many times you interact with them, the outcome is generally the same. And I guess same. that's
0: why people have become genuinely apathetic to the to the lack of governance. Back to the original topic, um, you know, I wonder why people are just so okay with the lack of governance. And it's because they're apathetic towards it. They don't. They genuinely. Ha- haven't been taught how they can interface with it, which is wild to me, man. And also the
1: system is specifically designed to prevent that, right? I I saw a really good point the other day, is that in order for you to interface with the government of any kind, you're going to have to take time off from work, which is a poor person tax. America does that on purpose. Right, which is a poor person tax, right? Because if you're poor, most likely you're either going to have to sacrifice money from work or a PTO day in order to interact with that. And there is no chance of it being resolved on that same day. You could take that day off, go and interact with the government, and they waste your whole fucking time,
0: and you got to do it again. I've been very active with the government over my lifetime, Uh, all of my adult life, because I was um, a registered voter at seventeen, which means you can't vote, but you're registered. It's like I never realized it's like, oh yeah, it just means that we have you in the early sign up for the draft, and I'm like, oh fuck, that's why you guys voted, get registered as early. But anyway, I've always been active. Because I always thought it was part of my job as a citizen to be active in the government or else you have no job to complain about why the government's bad. You didn't put anything into it, so you get garbage in, garbage out. So I've always taken the time and I and with you saying that, I've heard it a ton of times, but I just realized like, holy shit, the only reason why I've been able to be active in the government in terms of interacting it with it with it as a citizen was because I've never really submitted to the normal corporate job structure for very long. You know what I mean? I've had bursts of it where I've had, you know, a job for three, four years, but then I've moved on to do something for myself. And I've done that several times throughout my adult life, but I've only been able to really interface with the government, even on the level of when I started to protest, because... I was not beholden to a normal corporate job schedule. If I had that, I would have been totally dissociated from those things and only interface with them through social media. You had the freedom
1: to be able to do that. The structure specifically prevents the things that is going to overturn it. Like, come on, you got to understand, right? Like I said, anybody who sits at the top and doesn't prepare for someone to dethrone them, usually don't stay at the top for long. The system Mm -hmm. is this way, and it's that robust because they specifically designed to do that. They see that people are being disenfranchised by it and they're getting better and better at standing up to it therefore if you do not want it to change it is also incumbent on you to get better at stopping them from stopping you and so that's the thing it it is an eternal battle right it is frustrating Mm -hmm. but gotta remember that it it, it's never gonna stop
0: yeah no it's never gonna stop which is why like unfortunately dang man the it's never gonna stop which is why if we want to persist into the future we got to do something completely different, but that only happens with like a crazy revolution. And it's like, fuck, man. I really, I really don't. Cause we've made it socially unacceptable to do those kind of things. Like, like it is definitely. I don't agree with like terrorism and stuff like that. But there, what other outlet have they left for people to change? But of course, their goal was to make the system never change, and so they succeeded at that. But unfortunately, humans will need to change. You know what I mean? Like, it's like trying to stop your daughter from menstruating. It's like, you can't do that, dog. Her body needs to do that or you'll kill her. And, you know, it's it's like people need to be able to evolve their governance uh, structures to suit their modern needs. And this is an old governance structure that doesn't suit our modern needs anymore. And so... The entrenchment of the government structure and the way they have is like people will ultimately eventually just do more and more extreme things to express the change that they desire. And what we should do is be genuine in giving them interfaces with the government because if not, then you are leaving them no other choice. And you don't want to leave someone only bad choices. You know what I mean? Because that uh, is—and I'm not saying that to justify people's bad behaviors, but I'm saying, like, I don't know what else to expect from people with no other options. And why would you create a—or not you, but I mean, in general, why would the government or the the capitalists who are trying to maintain the system just blindly choose to— make the responses to them more and more extreme when they can have some kind of valve or outlet. Cause they know they have all the control and they're just like, nah, man, think that we're just going to try to like oppress until it explodes. And it's just like, man, that sucks, man. That sucks because there's going to be somebody out there who does something. And, and that alone would make me at least want to come to the table you know, as a industry leader or whatever who has the influence to change something like that. It's like, I, I do want to minimize the dangers of the extreme responses to whatever I'm doing, you know? But they don't even have that in them, man. I don't know if it's hubris, probably a little hubris, probably a little bit of naivete, just completely like, that's not how the world works. That's just, It's just some bad people who do bad things, you know? It's just some bad guys, and so... We can never deal with that, and it's just like, um, yeah, I'm sure that there's some bad guys and some bad people, but like, the big problems and the big like, you know, events are usually they usually happen over a long period of time and have a lot of things that could, de- um, you know, um, deescalate them, but we just choose not to as a society. Like, like labor uprisings and things like that. Like, you know, all the strikes uh, and stuff like that. This is all, like, preventable stuff. Just The system chooses not to relent. Like, nah, we know that we've been keeping all those rail worker wages artificially low and in a time when rail worker uh, or whale, uh, rail CEO profits are at an all-time high. But we're just not going to take the boot off your neck. And you know what I mean? Like... All of those things are very foreseeable. Same thing with the um, actors, I think, the SAG after strike. I just don't understand why the people in power don't see that, like, all right, man, I'm not saying I'm going to do anything. But if you've left people who are very angry, no options. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you're just going to get more and more extreme responses.
1: I mean, the flip side to that is hope they are not completely aware of that and doing it on purpose.
0: You know, I'm, I'm, you know, because you know what I'm saying. It's one of those things. It's one thing
1: to be like, "Oh, they don't know. They're walking into a trap." But it's just like, what if they do know and they're leading us into a trap based on our response to their fuckery?
0: That's mm-hmm. also something to consider. You feel me? That actually sounds more likely. Not for nothing. It's like now nah, they're they're probably they are the fine connoisseurs of trap salt. They are very fine connoisseurs of trap salt. So the idea that, that that they have not laid a trap is probably fallacious. There's definitely a trap involved in this somehow, and they're leading us to it. It's up to us not to fall face first into it. You know, we got to keep pump some skill points into perception or something. But yeah, man, <sighs> definitely we wish that there was uh some way to 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 help the perception checks of of the average American because boy, they're getting duped. Gortash got them all fooled, bro. How we get ruled by uh, a country of Gortash's, though? For real.
1: I mean, because Gortash know? are based off <laughs> the current that are like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> You got the order backwards there, my friend. I know. I know. Gortash is very revelatory to the examples in real life, for sure. But alrighty, guys. We're going to go ahead. We're going to wrap up on that. We appreciate you guys all for joining us. If you did enjoy the show, please feel free to subscribe. You can find us on Patreon.com or on Anchor.fm. You could also find us on the social media on Twitter at Karee underscore T and at home Heron. Also on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. Now, remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it, so learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.